Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. An eight goal second quarter set West Coast first win since June of last year. They downgraded Western Sydney, the Giants, 14 16, 100 to 11 15 81. And the win sets up an exciting game for the Western Derby next Sunday um, when the Eagles take on a winless Frio. But we'll talk about that more in Bounce Down. I welcome my host, Dan and Wayne. How are you going, boys? Very good, thanks. Uh, great well. to be here after a win, finally. Yeah. Yes, it's been a long time coming. I think if I jump ahead, which I said we shouldn't be doing in this thing, it was the first win since round 19, 2021. Yeah. I think it's our first win at home no, in 14 second, games. Yeah. And that was against Essendon. It's our first win in 14 games at home. Yeah, won. so, um, look, yeah, we'll talk about the game before we get into it. I want to thank our sponsors, which I didn't do last week, which is Tom at Plus Fitness and Subiaco, Hillary's and Junilup. Go down there, say from Eagle Nation, you know Dan, Wayne or Wazza, he'll give you a discount. Um, go to socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or go to Linktree and you can download the shows from there. You can do whatever you like from there. Um, let's talk about the game, boys. Um, we'll, we'll talk about where it's won. The key players, both sides, the players that failed to step up and all the stats across the lines. Um, where was it won? Well, it's the second quarter. Let's not muck around. We won it in the second quarter. The dominance there was pretty good and it was, we talked off air, probably could have been more. Yeah, I think the run off, I think our run off halfback especially is the best we, we'd seen. Jones going back to halfback was a great, great move and um, – I tell you, the one who really livened him up in that second quarter was young Noah Long, who had he had, and he had seven kicks for the game. He had six in the second quarter, but he set up. I think he said I saw him set up three goals. One was Cripps, um, and he and could have kicked two of them. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah he just did so much. And I think our midfield play. I mean Kelly was outstanding game compared to last week, and he he obviously set himself for this game. He had an outstanding game. Well, their clearances we won in that quarter alone were 18 to 9. So that's something we haven't done in a long time is win a quarter with clearances. Yeah. Well, you know me. I love my stats. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Uh, we won the clearances. We won the contested possessions. We won the marks inside 50 again. Um, we won the inside 50 count. So all the stats you want to see, we won that. Um, and, yeah, I loved – as Wayne said, the runoff halfback, that's the way we've got to play. That's And you can tell even last year we tried, we wanted to play like that, but that was the first game where you've seen it successfully and we implemented it right. Um, and just a couple of different moves, like Shuey to halfback wasn't defensive at all. The way they structured, every centre bounce, he just sprinted, which is risky, but I love it because it's offensive. And that's the way the game's played now. It's all attack. You can't go too defensive or you lose the game. And he sprinted off half back into the um, centre clearances. So we were an extra man around all these clearances. And I think he ended up with uh, nine clearances himself. And most of that was running off half back. He wasn't starting at the bounce down. So, yeah, I just loved structurally how we played. Um, and it showed taking on because so many players had so much metres gained. It wasn't backwards kicking. It wasn't side kicking. It was go forward at every take. Take it up. And I've always said this, even though Jones looked very fast by foot, if you play fast and play on quick, that beats speed. If you play on, 
you kick, you hand pass to a runner. If you structure it up right, that will beat speed. You don't have to have the quickest side, but you have to play quick. Yeah. And that's what I love about this game. He, he was – him and Liam Ryan in the second quarter sort of ignited us. Mm. I think at both ends, so Jones coming off the halfback and Liam up, the pressure up forward. Um, and like I said, we've said off air and on this show plenty of times when the Eagles apply pressure, they're a good bloody side to watch. And that was the first time in I think a year and a half that they've applied more pressure over four quarters than the other team. And it was only in the last seven minutes that the pressure rating went down and I think what Giants kicked the last two or three goals. So that just shows you that pressure plays a big part in the game. I just think that second quarter, our forward pressure was like the days of old. Uh, Jamie Cripps, uh, Sam Petreski-Seaton, they all come in. They all just applied pressure and, and they locked the ball in. It wasn't just kick it in and straight out. So, And as we said, we could have been further in front in that second at the end of the second quarter, you know. So mm. um, even at halftime, I'm sitting there five goals ahead. I still wasn't confident. No, same. You know what I mean? We've lost that many games <laughs> that yeah, I so was the same. We cannot feel confident. Normally if you're over 30 points, you're like, oh, we've got this. But you don't have that feeling anymore because you've seen how games can change and games are very momentum-filled. Um, but another great thing is how many players did you just mention? Like this wasn't a one player winning this game. It was so many contributors all over the ground. Well, it's- Cripps, as you said, played well. But the great thing to me was Gov wasn't our best player. Mm. Every week I've, I've almost got him in um, our best players and he was nowhere near it. So we've had Tim Kelly, 32 disposals, five clearances. Luke Shuey only had the 20 but then he had the nine – um, nine clearances, as we said. Sheed dominated in that second quarter, faded a bit, but see, he still had 26 disposals and seven clearances. Um, Gaff, who by his standards wasn't great, but by a contributor was great. He only had the 22, but I think he was 417 metres gained. He was seven score involvements. Um, you talk about Petra Seaton. Um, that was the best game he's played for us. That was brilliant. He only had 20 disposals, but he was clean by foot. He dummied. He took the play on. He played like a player that was picked in the top 10 of the draft, which he was. Yeah. And that just fine. But that's the level he's got to stay at. These players can't fade away because, I said, we can't have Gov as our best player. And he often is. He had a great game, but we've got to be offensive like we talked about. So you can't have your defender being your best player, but – also, Wyvern, I want to give a shout out to Wyvern. Um, I'm a bit hard on him. A lot of people are hard on him. Uh, statistically, he wouldn't have had the greatest game. I think he only had 11, I suppose. But he played, and Wayne would love this, good hard footy where he was one-on-one. There was two-on-one, and he won that. He defensively played well. Um, he played like almost um, not at the levels yet, if consistently maybe, but he played like a Shepwood. Yeah, you can be offensive, but you've got to be defensive as well. You're a defender, and he did that well. But he took out... And you saw it as well because you and me both commented on it. Is he took out three players on one side of the ground, stopped the ball. Yeah, that was a, that was an easy goal, and he, he, he stopped that up, and we got that goal out of that. Yeah. But he, and I think oh, what I was great. I went to the game live yesterday. The thing you don't under you, well, I underestimated. I think he hasn't been in good form about giving credit yesterday. But the him work that him and Duggan do off the ball to get to get the ball up, they're only little things. But they're really good things. And with it and that goal we got where he kicked out, I think he gave it to Waterman who hit Waterman in the middle of the ground. This is in the last quarter. This gave us a good steadying goal. 
Waterman gave it, I think he gave it to Jonesy, who had a fantastic game, run off half pack. He kicked it long. We got, I don't know who got out. It might have been Cripps, I can't remember. But we goaled out of that. We would have goal. That would have taken eight seconds at the most to get that goal. Yeah, there's some good good really setup good plays. Yeah. And again, it was all off the half back, yep. driving off. And you just mentioned Jones, 772 something metres gained. Oh, amazing. And he, like I said, he looked so friggin' fast. Yeah. It was. Some, and there was one there where he ran into trouble and he got out of it. And I'm like, oh, did I just see that? That was brilliant. It's a left footer. They know and, how to get out of trouble. And, um, yeah, look, that they were pretty good. But we have to look at the opposition as well. Jesse Hogan, he had several moments in the air for the Giants and he could have ended up with seven goals. Mm. Kicked three goals, four. He gave Brass his best mate a bath. And it was like a bubble bath, man, because that's how much, that's how far in front he was half the time. I just don't know if he is brass unfit, as we said off air. Maybe he's not getting any sleep. Toby Green, now this guy, people sit there at the crowd and, oh, he's dirty. I'm going, are you freaking kidding me? Every guy, every team, one of the best plays in the comp. Every team would like a guy. And there's some times there where he kicked. He kicked four goals too. Mm. He could have easily had six, seven. Mm. And you got to have a look at Hearn. Hearn was on him for a bit. Hearn wasn't no slouch on him. No. And he made it hard for um, Toby Green. And don't forget, two of Green's goals, the first one was an over the top mm. because of our match- match-ups. Yeah. The second one was from the rushed point, whatever you want to call it, whatever happened. And when you look back at the vision, I don't think he was the closest guy to the ball, but he went and picked it up. Yeah, that's right. Right? And now straight away, if I was an Eagles player, I would have been going, he wasn't near the ball. I would have been asking somebody else to kick it. But he went back, kick. We argued, 50-metre penalty. So they got two goals from 50-metre penalties. So, yeah. uh, No, uh, that wasn't argued. As I said, you see the game differently when it's on TV. Um, apparently he called Gov back. It was a bit controversial, no, it actually. it was 50. Yeah, it was 50 metres. But he said he called him back and Gov didn't come back. He was too close. No. So it wasn't very – but he was pointing at Hogan saying, Hogan's next to me. How come I'm getting pinned when I'm just manning up the yeah. player? And it was a bit controversial. The free kick was definitely there. But then the, that 50 was a bit – even the commentators no. are like, well, so he's it. pointing at Hogan saying, how come Hogan's allowed there and you're pinning me for manning him up? But also the, that free kick, the one of the ball guys, umpires, he called it all clear. Yeah. The guy number thirty three, he called it. He called it. He's the one who called it as a free well, kick. There was yeah. a couple of umpiring decisions that got overruled by each other, mm. and it's the first time I've seen that in a while. I think the umpiring over the whole weekend, not, uh, just the Eagles, was actually ordinary. Mm. Um, overruling. If, if you're the controlling umpire. He's a controlling umpire. Mm. And if he makes a call, you got to go with it. You can't yeah. overrule him I, I, if you're a, a 50, 70 metres away. Unless you see something blatantly obvious. Yeah. There was a mark. I can't remember what it was, but it was overruled again. Uh, I think we took the mark, but the board-headed guy said, no, nah, it's touched. Yeah. But the other guy had paid it a mark. Yeah. And everyone stopped. That That's the um, – You know what I mean? I, I understand that. Um That's the impact of the fourth umpire on the field, I think. Mm. There's more umpires. And – I'm torn. I don't want to be critical of the umpires, but if they get the decision right, yeah, then I'm happy. So that ball ended up being a throw up because they didn't know what to do because he called a mark and play had stopped. If that umpire has seen that that ball was touched, and even though it was detrimental to us, it cost us a shot on goal, then that ball was touched, the right decision was made. So it is funny because what you're saying, I'm seeing a but lot over was the whole it round. Yeah, the umpire's not going to say it's touched. Well, if he didn't I, see I, it. I didn't see it. Because the vision. basically, the umpire. 
that was next to the person that kicked it saw it was touched straight off the boot. Oh, well, then enough. the play down the field didn't see it because he wasn't where the kicker was. He was where Darling was, took in the mark. Oh. So it was one of those funny ones, but I do agree. Um, and just quickly before we move on, right, we finally a midfielder got 30 disposals. Above. I want to talk that about a few Giants players. Yes, yeah. and a hu- just 100 points. I've been ages since we kicked 100 points. Yeah, well, I think it was more than nine people had more than 20 possessions or something, wasn't it? Yeah. For the Eagles. That's first in a long time. Very long. So, but just on a couple of other players before we talk about someone else, uh, Stephen Coniglio, 27 disposals, nine clearances. He's no slouch. No. Still got he, it. He's still got he, it. He impressed me yesterday. He runs all day. He, he's got a. Endur- is an endurance He's beast. Tank, tank and a half and um, he found – he was probably – that kept them in the game a little bit. If Even though we were the five goals ahead, I think they towards the end he was the one that started stepping up. Um, and Tom Green, as you said, off-air, uh, Wayne, 27 disposals, five clearance. You said he was their best player. To me, on the other side, I didn't notice in him, him as much. I noticed Caniglio more. Mm. But yeah. I don't know. I saw him down that – at the end, I, I was sitting the, I was probably directly opposite to you on the other side of the mm. ground, diagonally. And every time I was he was down there, and he's just doing does so much hard work out of defence, you know, like getting the hard ball, just a quick little handball out or, or whatever. He's, if, he's and he's only, well, he's only twenty one. I was just about to say he's that he's still, still a very kid, young. Really. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a he's a beast. He's a beast and a half. Yeah. He is a beast, and uh, I I was noticing Jimmy was going onto him when he was going forward, mm. and that's a bit of respect from us that you're putting mm. a young guy. Jimby on him, and I thought Jimby, even though his, his um, stats weren't groundbreaking, he, I thought he played really, really oh, good. Bit, you got to keep him in. He's got to. He's the head. He's the top tackler in the competition at the yeah. moment. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's not afraid stats. to have a go. It's one of your stats. Yeah, I, 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 I love my today. stats. I'm so glad you used he, that. He, he, his yeah. kicking is a bit ordinary, mm. but maybe that, that'll you know, improve. Learn. Second game learn. in, you know. Yeah, he's, I think he's great to watch. Then let's go through the lines. Uh, the stats that mattered. Uh, we we won the disposals. We, uh, we won the inside fifties by six. Hitouts. This is where we're going to have a bit of a discussion. Forty four to in favour of uh, Giants of thirty three. We won the clearances by four, but they won the centre clearances. We won the stoppage clearances. Now that's the one I'm impressed by because we're usually on the wrong side mm. of the stoppages. And to me, you win the stoppages, you win the match. Yeah. Um, because you're going to have more stoppages than, you know, centre clearances. Um, marks inside well, – the marks inside 50 was pretty even. Um, everywhere was pretty even. The whole game was pretty even. Even the free kicks, it was, you know, one different. So let's go firstly on the hitouts. Now, I don't want to be critical of the guy because he's the only guy we've got to play. But it just looked like he wasn't fully invested – in some of the hitouts that I was looking at, it just looked like he had give, he was conceding to losing the ruck. I, I thought his first half was a big improvement to last week, and um, but I thought after half time he sort of drifted away. I find with him with with Bailey, we're talking about Bailey Williams. I find with him, he looks he always looks tired to me. Fitness, he just doesn't like he's got the run. Yep, like he's not a. Like Max Gorn, let's go for Max Gorn on Max Gorn will run all day. Sorry, let's be my greatest player at the Eagles, I think. Dean Cox. Dean Cox had run on the ruck all day. No problems whatsoever. He knew how to get he knew what positions to get into. But he and look, when he first started footy, John Walsfold beat him in a three K time trial. So he was that unfit. 
But that's where Bailey's got to get to, I think. And look, he's he's probably really. I, I don't know you guys think. I, I think he's still that inch and a half, two inch shorter to be a ruckman. Well, to me, he looks like a key position player. He's the second tallest on the list. Is he? Oh, he doesn't. He just doesn't look it on the ground. Their their Rutman dominate. I thought he dominated the centre. T- we had a we had a, he had a few good. Don't get me wrong. He had a few guys, but Snake Waterman come into the ruck too, and he did a pretty yeah. good job when he came in there as well. Well, but. I was actually waiting for Wazza to mention Waterman four goals. He he did what Hogan did, but he converted. You know what I mean? He yeah. played great. Um, but staying on Williams. To me, that was improved, and I know he just got there, but I've said on the podcast, he's always got to get with disposals the double digits. Yeah. He only got there with 10, but he's only averaging eight, and that's not enough. So to me, that was improvement. Yeah, he didn't get as many hit-outs as last week, obviously, with the Ruckman down with Ruse, but I just wanted him to just get more of the ball, actually. You know, that's my criticism of him. I don't think he's a terrible tap Ruckman. I don't think he's terrible in the ruck. Around the stoppage rucks where they can grab each other, I find he gets manhandled a bit, but he'll get bigger, you know, physically. Well, he was um, but he dropped a couple of marks too. So, so if he plucked them, suddenly, you know, he's got three marks. If he took those marks, then he would obviously get the more disposals. He had 12 disposals. And to me, for a ruck, that's you don't have to get 20 disposals. You, it's unrealistic. Only the great ones really do that. Mm. If you could say, take three marks, 12 disposals, and be competitive in the ruck, that's all I expect from the young kid. I'm just critical when he doesn't hit that double digits. So to me, that was actually a better game by him this week than it was last week, even though he got a lot more tap-outs last week. Why I was probably more critical on him was because he was up against a player that's played only 17 games, right, in uh, Matt Flynn. And he had 39 hit-outs and he had 17 disposals. He had a good, and he's only in he his, played well. And he, he's a, he's a, he, he was given – Williams given away a height. Yeah. But this is where, you know, you're looking at Williams and I'm going, you've been in the system three, four years, well, it's four years, I think, this now. This is the it? fifth year, mate. Fifth year. He's, um, well, I can't remember how many games he's played, but he's played a lot more than uh, Flynn has. And I think he's hitting about 30 games, mate. You know, he, to me, he just should have, had, I don't know. Like you said, first half probably pretty good. Second half, he faded away. And in the last quarter, he got beaten easy. He did take a great mark down the back line. So, he did get around the ground, so that's what I was impressed with. Took a mark up forward too, did he, didn't he? So, um, look, you know, we haven't got many options. No. I went to the Waffle game and I saw uh, Jamison, spoke to him after the game. He's tweaked his ankle, so he's probably out for the week anyway. He said it wasn't uh, major, so he said he'd be pretty good. So I haven't heard back anything there yet, if, uh, it's, any, if it's any major. And Barnett, he's really raw. So Well, that um, – Sorry, and then you know, so they're the only two they really tried in the uh, in the waffles. So okay. he's the only option we've got really. And yeah. in bounce down, we're going to talk about him a bit more. Yeah, well, just quickly, this is more rhetorical, but you just said Williams. You know, you're not how he's developed. Should we do what the uh, doggies did with Tim English and just put Barnett in, even though he's raw? Because that's what they did with Tim English. And we saw flashes of brilliance, but he didn't dominate. But he went in almost his first year. And Tim English isn't that old. Is he, what is he, 24 now, Wayne? 25? 25. Yeah, but see, the thing is, he's only two years older or a year older than Williams. But he's got so much more games. Should we look at Barnett and do the same? I know it's a lot to ask. You've still got Jake Waterman to pinch hit for him. So you could give him like almost the 70 minute. 70% 70% ruck like we do with Nick Knacker almost. And do we just blood him? Do we just go, right, we've given Williams now. He's 23, 24. 
He's had five seasons under him. Do we now back him Barnett? Do what we did, dogs did with Tim English and just play him. Well, if Jamison, you guys do that? Well, if Jamison was fit, there's no difference to me. So chuck him in. Jamison, I mean Barnett. But, no, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying Jamison, was, if he was fit, yeah. so we, we'd probably talk about this more on bounce sound, but um, we're going to come up against two rec- Ruckman next week. So are they going to play two Ruckman? So he might, as you said, get pushed pushed in, chucked into, like, you know, chucked into the den. Lion's den. Lion's den, wolf's yeah. den, whatever you want to call it. Um, so you might have been onto someone there already, Dan. Because if Jamison was – Clubs do it. The clubs if, do it. They blo- if they have so much faith in a talented ruck, they blood them and they, yeah. they get bathed sometimes. They really do. Because English was – they they didn't mock because everyone saw his talent. And Wayne and I, especially Wayne, was very high at him young. But he didn't win the tap outs a lot. Because he was so young. Then last year was almost a breakout year for him. You know, He'd been good previous, but last year, uh, up until the halfway mark, he was the best ruck in the competition um, for the first 10 games almost. So uh, for me, yes, I would look at that as an option. I think because I mean, how Waterman went in that forward line, yep. I'd sooner leave him in there and he can play that for, for, uh, forward up going up the ground when Jack's I, not on the ground. Yeah, I actually 100%. thought they were going to chuck Oscar in there at one stage, oh, but oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, I, so, I didn't say that. I mean, my city guys, why don't we – I mean, Oscar's out of four. Look, Oscar got six – rated six person on the, which I thought was – and you know, I'm good friends with Oscar and I know him yeah. really well, but, you know, he, he wasn't in – he was probably a five – Yesterday, and he would say that to himself. Oh, because, I thought, yeah, even that's, so, yeah. even that's a stretch. Oh, I think, yeah. But I think I would have even thrown him in the ruck for five or ten minutes just to give him a run, get up the ball, get a touch, you know, get a bit of work around the ground, tug him off, then wake him back, see how he goes. I mean, that's that's what you can hey, do. You can yeah. do those things. What do we know? We won the stoppages yeah. and we got beaten in the ruck. So yeah. maybe that's the way of the future. <laughs> Don't worry about the ruck. Just win just the stoppages. Just need someone competitive in, in there. there. As you said yesterday. Our, you win the stoppages, we, we win both, the game. I mean, I think we both connected on the on the phones and said it was their pressure acts, yep. the, the real pressure on the ground that, yeah. that won us the stoppages, especially at those – I mean, Petreski seaton especially, he just added a whole new dimension. And Jones, when it was – in those uh, when he was in that area, they just added a whole new dimension to that area. Yeah, it was good to it was watch. Great to watch. Anyway, it was our first win. It was a good win. Nineteen yeah. points. It could have been more. You got to be happy with that. Uh, I think it was good to see everyone singing at the end of the game and walking out with smiles on the faces and not having being critical of the coach for yeah. one, not being critical of players. Um, let's hope we can follow it up against the Feral Frio yeah. mob now uh, this week. Uh, but look. Uh, final siren next week Hopefully we're talking about A win for the Eagles The second one And a third loss for Frio Because that'll be uh, good um, And yeah We'll go from there and guys. We're, only, we're only percentage Out of the eight Yeah, that, That's the scary percentage. thought Because do we want to Finish <laughs> that high We've percentage. got a tough fixture though Alright guys Thanks for joining us uh, You can download the podcast From Go to Linktree It's easy And just go there Type in Eagle Nation. You've got all the links to the podcast platforms, all our socials. And thanks to Plus Fitness for being our sponsor this year. And till next week, go Eagles. Go, go Eagles. boys. Well done. A fortress built, we cross the nation, our colors.
Yeah.